Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio again. This is a show that helps you see that your body and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading the way. And today, Jesse Golden is here to talk all things holistic health, from thriving from debilitating disease, from getting a business started and, and healthcare green or clean and green, eco-friendly, beautiful uh, skincare for us all, and also her book, The Golden Secrets to Optimal Health. She is a devoted mother, model, Hatha yoga teacher, holistic health practitioner, author, and creator of Golden Secrets. Jessie Golden has used her multifaceted career as a platform to inspire and empower people all over the world. Her accomplishments began in early age when as a child, she became a ballerina in her mother's dance studio. After putting the debilitating disease rheumatoid arthritis into remission through natural methods, Jessie has established herself as the face of hope in the health and fitness industry. She continues to thrive despite her diagnosis and not having the ability to answer all the emails and calls she received from people asking for help. Jessie started the Golden Secrets to share products, tools, and tips that she acquired from both her journey back to health and through her life experiences. Jesse believes that every challenge we encounter is an opportunity for us to create more life in our lives for ourselves and for the world that, I mean, just that last sentence alone, we could just dive into that for the next hour, but anyway, welcome so, to the show. So Thanks. excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, just that last quote. I think it's just a perspective and I don't, I don't know if we're born innately knowing that or if we have to go through our, like our own version of the dark night of the soul to really like sink in that, that wisdom. And I know it's continual process and journey, but I would love to hear in your own words, um, a synopsis of, you know, your own heroine's journey of how you embody that wisdom every single day and help and help other people do, do the same in their own lives. Yeah. I mean, just to quickly, like, just touch on that sentence, you know, yeah. I really think that that's like the purpose of the human experience is to go through challenging times and come out shining even brighter. 
And, um, you know, I think at an early age, I realized that because my life wasn't (laughs) butterflies and rainbows as a lot of people can, can relate. There was a lot of challenging times and there was a lot of opportunity to practice being a good human. I noticed that all the people that I loved and admired had been through something and came out the other end and they just had this certain light and aura about them. And it had nothing to do with their physical beauty or their success. It was their soul that was literally shining through. And that's what I've always admired and tried to um, achieve. So I think you really have no choice if you're in a situation, a difficult situation, whether it's a disease or a personal issue in your life and you're going through a challenging time is to literally take the high road and use it as a time to practice everything that you've learned, you know? (laughs) That's so beautiful. I, I so agree. And that's like why I like created the phrase or the tagline for the show, your body and emotions are not in the way they're leading the way. Cause that goes just like with your health and your emotions as well. In life yeah. itself, it's not happening to us. It's happening for us. And it's something yeah. I have to remind myself all the time because sometimes <laughs> it's easy to forget when things hit the fan, but it's all an opportunity to step into the higher version of ourselves. But for me to experience a different and sometimes deeper um, experience of what the divine is, I've had some of my most spiritual moments and deepest connections during the hardest times of my life. And it took that extra focus to get there. But, you know, the wisdom I gained, um, the experience that I gained from that is just, I mean, words are pale in comparison of what it was, but I would love to hear, you know, your own journey with with rheumatoid arthritis and, and, and creating this beautiful skincare, holistic health company and writing a book. I mean, it's not like you do one thing, like you are like a maverick over here. Like, what was that transition for you? Was it, were you just naturally more in that mindset? Like, what did you have to overcome to kind of get you to that place, not only to heal and glow from the inside out, but to, it's one thing to do that for yourself, but as you know, like to help other people, that's a whole new level up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was really led that way. I had never had an intention or aspiration to be an author or a skincare owner or really any of these things that I've done. Um, But life has just led me that way. You know, I made a living as a modeling, uh, as a model. Before that, I was a ballerina. Um, Ballet was my life that really set the foundation for being a hard worker and having patience and diligence and um, working through pain and all of these types of things. Um, Modeling, I always hated, to be honest with you, uh, but uh, it was, it allowed me freedom and um, financial security. So I kind of dealt with it for much longer than I it was very low vibrational to me and I'm very, um, sensitive to energy. So it was just hard for me to play. I literally had to play a role when I went to work, I had to play a model role, which really wasn't me, but I did get pretty good at it. Um, towards the end, especially once I became a mother, then I had real purpose. And I was like, you know what, 
this is the best job in the world. I get to be with my son 90% of the time. I work really once a week. And so when that happened, I really dove in. Um, but shortly after I had my son, I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And that was really, other than my son, my greatest teacher, you know, it was the most humbling experience. It is the most humbling experience. There's nothing like pain and disease that bring you to the present moment and make you do the work. And, um, you know, it's really fascinating because I've done so much like research and, and spiritual practices based on this whole concept, but I talking back about what we were talking about in the beginning, I think these things are given to us so that we can learn and so that we can grow. And some of the greatest healers have had the most traumatic things happen to them dealing with their own ailments. So I did become a holistic health practitioner because I became obsessed with health and figuring out why these types of chronic diseases happen. Um, and I also became a yoga teacher because yoga really saved my life. I, I say that all the time. It saved my life over and over and over. Um, and especially dealing with rheumatoid arthritis, but you know, it's interesting because once you start acquiring these things that work for you, you just, you want to share. And people started coming to me. I was kind of in the public light with modeling and, and it was right on the cusp of when a lot of these yoga companies came to birth. So I got to be the face a lot of, of a lot of these big yoga companies and share my story of having rheumatoid arthritis. I didn't walk for a year of my life and then I completely recovered. And a lot of these companies uh, gave me that platform because it sold yoga pants. But for me, it was the first time as a model that I got to be more than just a picture. And I got to share my story and inspire people. And it sparked something in me where I was like, I have to help everybody. <laughs> like this was 15 years ago when no one was really talking about chronic disease, autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis was something that people thought old people got. And um, so that's why I started the blog, the golden secrets, where I just started sharing basic things I was doing, whether it was diet, simple things like nightshade vegetables. People weren't talking about that. People weren't talking about inflammatory foods, yoga, spirituality, the connection, the mind brain connection, like you were talking about. Um, and at the same time, I simultaneously started writing this book, golden secrets to optimal health. I thought, I have to put it all in one place and get it out of my body. I was getting a lot of downloads. And um, so everything kind of just happened at once. And then everybody eventually wanted to know what I was using on my skin. And I had been making my own skincare since high school, playing around with, I was known as the patchouli queen in high school, you know, 25 years ago. And um I had this signature scent that I wore that everyone associated with me. And it's based on Roman folklore to entice love and romance. And so my friends and I would have this joke that we would get a lot of suitors and we actually needed like an antidote. Um, and that was the first product that I eventually launched. And it was only because for 20 years, every single day, people would ask me, what are you wearing? What is that gold? What is your golden secret? They literally gave me the name, you know? And so eventually I was like, fine. I'll like, I thought it was, 
I went through a lot of emotions because it was such a sacred potion to me that I actually didn't want to share with the masses. I felt very protective over it. But then when I really started thinking about it, I realized that this little bottle of essential oil had been with me for 20 plus years of my life in my purse every day. And every day that I took it out of my purse or took it out of my bathroom cupboard and put it on, it was a time for me to tune in. It made me feel better. It made me feel more confident. And it also seemed to have an effect on the people around me. And I was like, how could I not share this with the world? You know? So that's where it all began. (laughs) Yeah. I, for me, essential oils have been very helpful, emotionally healing, spiritually healing, just vibrationally, like rose and frankincense are very high vibrational. It, it completely shifts energy. And what I love about it, especially if I'm going through some heavy emotions or processing or healing or whatever, the oils, like I'm drawn, I can like test, like what am I, what am I drawn to? And then look up like why, and they don't, they don't do the work for you, but I always think of them as like holding your hand, like you're doing the work and they're kind of like helping their helper. I love, I love that. Theory. <laughs> it's so true. And it's like, that's how it's exactly what I did when I first got introduced to essential oils when I was about 14 or 15 years old. I was so fascinated by how they made me feel. And then once you start realizing, oh, lavender helps with this, or rose helps with this, or peppermint helps with this, and then it becomes this little antidote um, for everything. And uh, I just... I was so excited at that time, you know, nobody was only hippies in, in, in natural food stores were wearing essential oils. You know, it was not like it is now, thankfully. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I've switched from perfume years ago to essential oils too. And I know I'm just like, we put all, we don't realize how much different preservatives and chemicals and stuff that we put on our skin. and it's a blessing and also sometimes it occurs, but a blessing that I'm like a canary in the coal mine with anything, <laughs> like anything fragrance or chemicals. Like I got in essential oils. Um, I haven't, I wouldn't know what probably about a decade ago, but um, because my laundry detergent was irritating my skin. Mm. And so I started making my own and stuff. And I started really researching it. And you're just so surprised. You know, your skin's your biggest organ on your body. And like, not only that, it's your sacred vessel from like a spiritual perspective. We want to like honor our bodies and yeah, it, it amazes me to this day. And now it's more popular, but there's a lot of like greenwashing going on of this, you know, free from this, but like gluten-free, but never has gluten in it to begin, you know, things like (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I talk about this a lot. The word fragrance in itself can have over 150 different chemicals because it can, it's like a trade secret. So there's this loophole for people to be able to um, keep their recipe secret. So anything that says fragrance, whether it's in your candles or your laundry detergent or your shampoo, or obviously if you're wearing like um, normal perfume, steer away from it. Just don't use it. Like it's complete, especially, you know, I tell people 
if you're having weird symptoms and you don't know where it's coming from, that's a good place to start. Because just like you said, like your skin is your largest organ, but a lot of people change their diet and then they're still, you know, wearing Gucci perfume and, and they're having headaches and menstrual issues and, you know, and they're wondering why. And it's like, well, that can be disrupting everything. So if you are having any kind of allergies or anything, that is a good place to start. And speaking of skincare and all, all the goodness that it is your golden secrets, <laughs> I know you have more than just your, your perfume now. Can you kind of like talk to us like what all embodies golden secrets and like what that has been dreamed to fruition or manifested now? Cause it's beautiful, full lines and different rituals as well. Yeah. So, so I had been making my own skincare since high school. And then when I decided to actually do this, I really fine tuned, you know, my favorite formulas, but everything's based on ancient formulas. Everything's been around, you know, since ancient times, um, and everything is organic and natural and, you know, zero toxins and preservatives or synthetics. And at the time, you know, this was not popular. <laughs> it was very, it was very much like a hippie thing to do. So I was very aware of that. And I wanted to get the people that were still using, um, not natural things. So I wanted to make the packaging luxurious and I wanted to make it go beyond the skin and really invite people to take this opportunity during your day where you're putting your favorite oil on or you're lubing up your body to check in with yourself and say some positive affirmations. So every product comes with positive affirmations to recite while you're applying to further enhance the products and just to instill like the whole the whole thing about self-love, like especially women and this is all stemming from myself. Everything that I teach, it's because I need to hear it myself. When I look in the mirror, when a lot of women look in the mirror, we tend to point out the flaws instead of what's beautiful about ourselves. So I've been constantly trying to retrain my brain. So I invite everybody else to do the same, you know, and just focus on the good stuff. So another thing about the golden secrets is everything is is designed to work with your skin's innate wisdom and not disrupt the skin barrier and the microbiome, which unfortunately I noticed that the beauty industry kind of has sold us the problem and the solution for years. A lot of people suffering from acne or hyperpigmentation and they're ending up in these vicious cycles of using products that actually make you more sun sensitive, getting more hyperpigmentation, drying the skin out, and then the sebum overproducing, getting more acne. And I'm just trying to teach people that less is more and nature is enough. <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah, for me, like I'd struggled with acne since, you know, puberty and stuff. And the skin, good skincare routine, as well as like what I fed my body to was su super, super important. Um, and I, I love just putting like carrier oils and essential oils on my skin. Like what are some of the, your, I don't know, it's like trade secret, but what are some the <laughs> okay. carrier I oils? I yeah. have everything on my website. <laughs> so I'm, sure, I'm very transparent. Yeah. So I share everything, but um, you know, there's different oils for different 
times of the day, I believe, and different body parts. But um, like my favorite oil, one of my favorite oils of all time is Tamanu, you know, for the face and the body. And then you can just do a little, like you were talking about frankincense. Frankincense is so good for the skin. Um, Heliochrysum is another one of my favorite everlasting flower, the flower that never dies. It dates back to Cleopatra. Um, all these magical, you know, oils, carrot seed oil is great for the skin. Um, Jehovah is most similar to human sebum. So that's one of my favorite body oils. Coconut oil is, uh, a tropical oil. So it's anything that's like closer to the equator is a tropical oil can withstand, sun exposure and are less likely to oxidize. So those are great oils to wear like during the day when you're in the sun and then, um, more fatty oils that have like more omegas are better. I feel like for nighttime, like sea buckthorn and pomegranate, um, those types of oils. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with all those oils and yeah, frankincense. It's one of my favorite oils. It, for me, it smells great. It's a very spiritual thing. I love putting a drop underneath my tongue before mm-hmm. I meditate just to like get into connection with the divine. Um, but what I like about it, it's really cool. It has a lot of healing properties, but it if you combine it with other oils, it's talking about being a helper before. It's called the, the king of all oils. It helps kind of amplify everything else that you're putting on your skin too, which is which is pretty nice as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Frankincense is magical. It also is great for the auric field, like natural Mm -hmm. protection. And yeah, I just love it. Awesome. Well, with holistic, this is like holistic health minded. What are some tips and tools for people who are listening that maybe have a chronic disease, autoimmune or something that, you know, they're trying to heal that you can offer them. Maybe it's something left field, not as conventional, but like what what are some tips, mindset, things that somebody listening that might need some inspiration today? You know, I think it can be really overwhelming when you first get diagnosed with anything. So I think to just first know that it's not forever. A lot of people, when they first get sick, it's like change your entire diet and you can never eat any of this ever again. And it's like, no, it's just for now. I talk about in my book, like the sicker you are, the more strict you need to be. So if you're not well, you do need to lock it in. You need to lock in your diet. You need to lock in your surroundings, who you're surrounding yourself with, your environment, you know, check for other pathogens that could be making you sick, like mold or root causes with like tooth decay or, you know, any, there's so many environmental factors these days that we have to be more mindful of that could be triggering it allergies. Um, and to just take one thing at a time. And that's kind of what my goal was with my book was to speak in layman's terms and make it very digestible for people to just start making these subtle changes for them. Because I also don't believe that there's one pill or one tool for everybody. So in my book, I, for example, um, 
one of the first chapters is nourish. And I go through all the different types of diets that I believe we should look at as humans. What is your ancestry? What did they eat? What grows naturally in your own environment that you live now, like eating seasonally? What's your dosha? That's your in Ayurvedic. There's like different doshas. What's your blood type? Do you have any known allergies? And then I give you little reflection pages in between each chapter where you can just take note and be like, this is my guide. This is my map. So you're essentially writing your own book, your own path to optimal health, because it might be different than mine. And I also think just with any health issue, it's always important to remain open and adaptable. Because even for me, I've been on this journey for 15 years and my diet has changed a dozen times. And what worked for me, you know, 10 years ago might not work for me now or what worked for me yesterday. So you have to remain open because we are ever evolving species. And so our needs are going to constantly change. And just remaining open to that is, is part of the healing process. Yeah, I totally agree with that because. I've been plant-based since I was 16 Mm -hmm. and within the past five years, I really felt called to eat fish. And then for like two years I would eat fish and now I don't anymore. And it's just really listening to my body. And I know a lot of people, especially in spiritual communities are plant-based and there's such a stigma around being vegan or plant-based. And um, I just say, would do what your body tells you it needs. Because at the end of the day, it's trying to lead you to your health and it changes day to day, month to month, year to year, depending on what season of life you're in as well. And like, that's okay. Like the food guilt and the shame around that is so steeped. (laughs) Well, and we put on ourselves, you know, I was like a very, uh, not loud. And when I was young, I was a very loud vegetarian. I became vegetarian uh, 12 or something very, very young. Um, and then I was strict vegan and I kind of became more subtle about it almost because everybody else around me became so loud and obnoxious (laughs) that I became, I was able to just be a subtle vegan. Um, but you know, my body, looking back, my body was craving animal nourishment and I denied it for a very long time because of my stance on animal cruelty. So I feel like I really did myself a disservice to my body and the issues that I have, like with um, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, it can destroy collagen and your bones, tissues, and some of the diet in the plant-based world wasn't great for me. You know, I really needed like collagen and bone broth and those types of things. Um, so it's really interesting. It was a really hard transition for me to go to, I just say I'm an intuitive eater. I don't even like to like talk about it that much because it, it can be so controversial. Um, but I think you're exactly right. I think you just have to do what works for you and, you know, (laughs) yeah and that's yeah that's a big lesson for life too is like listening to yourself what you really need not what you think you should or shouldn't be eating um 
Yeah. I know recently for me, I've gotten really into like medical medium stuff Mm. and and I'm keeping the celery juice thing every day. I drink 32 ounces in the morning. I've been able to cut out caffeine, which was not serving me at this time in my life. And then slowly adding back into like what I normally ate because I was going through like a healing regimen in my life. And it, it doesn't have to be forever. Just like you said, it's when you find something that works for you now, it doesn't have to be forever, whether you're healing or whatever you're going through in life. I know stressful periods in my life, I've had to, I just intuitively have like cleaned up my diet, if you will. Like I cut out caffeine mm-hmm. and, and a lot of sugar and stuff just naturally. I know that's kind of, most people are probably the opposite, but my body just is hypersensitive. And even like I couldn't, when I was going through a divorce, I couldn't even drink maca, like maca powder, like for hormone balancing, because that had caffeine in it. And my body was like, nope, can't do that. That's too much for stress for your body. So just listen. And it can be something as silly as that, or even um, like a cow powder or caffeine, like weird things might trigger you. And like you were saying years ago, no one was talking about nightshades. Now everybody's talking about nightshades. <laughs> it's ever evolving you know and I think that social media it's like it's good and bad the only thing that it's interesting I follow a couple health experts that that have really changed their perception on a lot of things and I've seen them get a lot of backlash and I'm like I feel I feel I have sympathy for them because I feel like we should feel comfortable sharing where we are in our journey right now without feeling like we can't change our mind if something happens. If it's not, if it's working for you, great, share it, tell the world, this is great. This is what I'm doing. Um, And the same goes when it stops working for you. And I feel like that should be a normal progression of life, but you know, with social media, it can get a little rough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The social media world. Yeah. For me, I've like deepened into the understanding of like, there's no one truth of like, there's no one diet for everybody. Right. But there's just that facet of truth that you you're looking at right now. And you might in a few months, few years, it might turn to another facet of the same truth, but does it mean that the other truth was not true or bad or whatever? And I think that's part of being a human. We are constantly changing and evolving and you know, the two constants in our life is our, our breath and change. Mm-hmm. And that goes with our, our lifestyle, our opinions. Like I hope five, 10 years from now, I'm like, what was she thinking? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. that, that shows me how much I've grown. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And, and, and speaking of like a growing journey, um, creating and growing and building a business. A lot of listeners on here are very passionate about holistic health, spirituality, whatever has helped them, you know, and now want to to pass that on and and from this beautiful heart-centered place. And I would love to chat about like, what's that mindset like? Because it, it, like, for me, any any inner beliefs or limiting thoughts, like those come up to the surface right away. But like, what's your perspective about like balancing this from this like grounded spiritual place of like a soul led business? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, 
It's a constant process. I'm, I'm constantly trying to find a balance within this. I, I kind of did a post on this the other day, but my biggest struggle has been um, living this human experience as grounded as I can in this human body and living my purpose because I can easily live in a treehouse by myself. <laughs> Find me up. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah. I'm a very spiritually, you know, I'm just very spiritual and energetically driven and anything to do with business business is like algebra to me. It's just like, I have to really tune in and put that side of my brain on. And it's, it's not a place that I like to be, but I realize that this is my calling. And I think a lot of people, there's so many beautiful souls out there that are so creative and want to share. And we have to learn how to balance that out with also bringing it to fruition and following through and actually sharing it. Um, so every decision I make is intuitive. I live in my gut. Every decision I try and be conscious, like, am I doing, is this for the betterment of the world? Like, what am I doing here? Um, but you also have to have grit. It, it's, you know, starting a business, running a business, especially, you know, I think a lot of people make assumptions. I started this business with my own money. I handcrafted the first 25,000 bottles by myself with rheumatoid arthritis and two hand surgeries before I even stepped into manufacturing I only got uh, two people to help me as of the last two years. Um, so I'm a very small, like I built the website. I, you know, I do everything. So I think you really have to have that grit if you want to do it. Unless of course you just have endless amounts of money and you can just hire everybody else to do it for you. Um Otherwise, you really have to put love and care and, and nourish it, especially in the in the founding years, you know? Yeah, for me, it's a following yogini here too. It's that tapas or like that fire and that discipline. But it's a balance of still keeping that yin in there, like you were saying, like this intuitive, grounded perspective of decision-making and the downloads, because that's where the creative process and the things we want to bring into the world come from, but then it's taking that action. And this is like a beautiful way to kind of like start to close the show because it's the same exact thing we started with is like every challenge we encounter is an opportunity for us to create more life in our life and for the world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, business stuff like that is not as intuitive for me either. And a lot of us, and we can get so frustrated with like, oh my God, the website's not the right this or that, or my I need to figure out this logo. And it's like, it's balance of like taking that aligned action and not and being okay with it not being perfect too. And, you know, that, that the analysis paralysis, but it's just like a new level for me of learning that balance of like the yin and the yang or like that masculine and feminine, because I can grind like, and, and like, you know, I, I could like, I'm that overachiever and that, but then it becomes this toxic cycle of like me overworking and being addicting and like shutting out people and myself and pushing down emotions. So 
I have to really, really, really watch that and make sure I bring in that yin energy and keep meditating and, and tapping into to Girl, the divine. I'm right there. <laughs> My husband, I I noticed I had an issue uh, when he said I was a workaholic and I was like, oh no, like, I don't want to, you know, so I, I, you know, making time for my family, making time for me, even doing the beauty rituals that I talk about all the time, you know, those little moments and it's five minutes in the morning of doing a little gua sha and giving myself some love shifts everything and grounds me and puts me in the space to be able to have a productive, easy day, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. Like that's the first thing that I notice that goes when I stop meditating and doing breath work. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just got to get to work. I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Practice what you preach here, lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything else business or anything else related that you feel called to share before we start to close the show down today? Nothing that I can think of. Okay. Yeah, That's totally you fine. So You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And lastly, how may we, the listeners, as a big hug of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? That's like the coolest question. I love that question. <laughs> You know, I, I, I've talked about this before and I just feel like I smile at someone on the street today. It's, I feel like people think that they have to have a million followers to make an impact. And it could be the simplest thing, especially with, you know, all the masks that we've had to deal with, you know, we're forgetting that human connection and simply smiling at someone as you're passing them by can change their entire world. And and it's like a butterfly effect. Mm, I totally agree. Yeah. It it is really cool seeing people's faces and I've noticed myself just naturally wanting to smile more because I'm like, people can see it. Yeah. I get so excited. I'm I'm just like, hey, everybody. We're in a new neighborhood too. So, you know, we're saying hi to everybody and introducing ourselves on our walks. And it just feels so good, that connection and and sharing that moment with people. And it shifts their day. And we met this uh, older guy yesterday and thinking about it. And I'm like, I bet that was like his favorite part of the week. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, melts my heart. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully this episode will be everybody's favorite part of their week as, as well. We're sending you guys virtual smiles. And yes. if you like, if you like this episode, please feel free to share it. If you think of somebody, you never know like that impact and that ripple effect of sharing and passing and paying it forward. That's why I started this show was to gr- to get beautiful messages out like Jesse's to help heal the world. And it starts with us first. So thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure to write that review because that helps our ripple effect ample out even further. I would be so grateful if you guys could do that. But thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on and sharing all your golden secrets with us and, and, and shining your bright golden light with us too. So much for having me. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.